swept the technique. You're locked in with the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Joel Blank and Jeremy Branham. Nick Casario doesn't know what windows are. Uh, he believes in two-year increments. He's called them two-year windows in the past. He has upped his vernacular. He no longer knows what windows are, even though he did in 23 and he did in 22. Now he just calls them increments. Whatever you want to call them, they're synonymous. Uh, two-year windows, two-year increments. Let's dive into that a bit. And we, we've talked a lot about how we don't know how Casario is going to handle free agency this offseason because he's never been in this position. He's never, I think, looked to add free agents to a team that he thought was playoff capable. I don't think he thought that last offseason, especially before the draft, because remember, free agency happens before the draft. Now, you can find some guys like in April and things like that. Like, he found Steven Nelson in April, so he'd be a guy that, you know, you can find around draft season, whatever. But maybe we haven't given Casario the history and the weight on his history that it deserves. Maybe he has given us a clue of how he's going to handle free agency. Just because the the Texans are supposed to be good this year, maybe that doesn't mean he's going to change how he operates. I did the the homework on this, did the prep on this. I counted 43 deals, and I used ESPN's free agency tracker. Maybe I missed a one or two here or there. Um, So, you know, check me on the math. 43 free agent deals for Nick Casario in his first three years as a general manager with the Texans. 21, 22, and 23. Of those 43 deals he's given, 29 of them have been one-year deals. 29 have been one-year deals. 13 have been two-year deals. That leaves just one other contract for free agency that he has given that exceeds two years. One three-year deal. You want to guess who it was? I I cheated. You cheated? Who is it? I saw your tweet. Oh, Cam Johnston. Yeah. So special teams might matter. Let's keep that in mind. Maybe because he the only three-year deal he's given was to a punter. Maybe Nick Casario is willing to spend more than the average on Kaimi Fairbairn, a kicker. Cam Johnston, a punter. Maybe he was willing to do that. Now, he did extend Laramie Tunsil and Titus Howard to three-year deals. But those weren't free agents. Those were contract extensions to your own. If you go through this list, just, you know, all of them, Devin Singletary, one-year deal, Dalton Schultz, a one-year deal, Denzel Perryman, a one-year deal, Corey Littleton, you, you might not remember, he signed with the Texans last year, one-year deal, Sheldon Rankins, one-year deal, Robert Woods was a two-year deal, I wish it was a one-year deal, Noah Brown, a one-year deal, Jimmy Ward, a two-year deal, I wish it was a one-year deal, Tavier Thomas, one-year deal, Case Keenum was actually two, that's good for C.J. Stroud, Derek Rivers, Michael Dieter, Hassan Ridgeway, Chase, that's a lot of free agents, Chase Winovich, Mike Boone was actually a two-year deal he's one of the few two-year deals and andrew beck got a two-year deal this was this past offseason hook him oh is he a texas guy is he i didn't yeah. know that either I didn't, he was actually I didn't the same that. class as mapes huh yeah mapes better athlete though yeah far andrew, better athlete. far better athlete Faster? i think mapes has had i mean it's a joke i know i'm, I'm playing I'm around not joking. because i've saying, seen we had a we had a producer combine and mapes won it yeah really good competition he, 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 there yeah fantastic competition he, well andrew carlson was still here he you want mapes andrew to carlson. run down the sideline and, and and run one back I mean, Andrew looks like Tarzan plays like Jane. <laughs> oh, wow. Catching strays. <laughs> but is like, is this enough evidence three years? And I understand this year's different because you may, but is it different? Is it different in Nick Casario's See, eyes? Like, we think it's different, but is it different in the view of Nick Casario, who's still operating on these two year windows? And the three years of, of track record here for Nick Casario tells you 43 deals, 29 one years, 13 two years, only one three year, and it was to a specialist. Yeah, I think that. You're right in the fact that I don't think even he thought going into this last season 
that they were going to be as good as they were going to be. And I think you and I have talked about this multiple times in the past where sometimes you'd even look at would he he or should he have gone to a two-year deal. But the fact is, is he was just upgrading the way he bridged the gaps. He was just looking for prove-it deals with guys that come in expensively to try and get another opportunity to get more playing time, prove themselves, and then whether it's here or somewhere else, they get the deal they want. In the meantime, he gets what he wants, which was guys that just bridged the gap and played decent football for him. And, and I think that that was because of where the football team was. But everything changes now that you're a better football team. Now that you're a playoff team that's looking to be a better playoff team competing for a Super Bowl, now I believe that mentality has to change to some degree. And I don't know if he's going to do that because I think in his mind he feels like, I'm pretty good at this. I yeah. can keep doing this this way and still get by and have guys that play better than their contracts. It's risky. I'm not sure that you have to. I'm not sure that you have to change the mindset. I personally don't want free agents that are longer than two-year deals. I think that you're paying above market value for any free agent, quite frankly, unless you're finding these little like one-year deals and these veterans who want to play for you. Um, because free agencies, you have all the teams that are basically auctioning for your services. And if you're yeah. really good, it's going to be a pretty high number. But don't you also feel like the guys that, because you're right, the guys that he should be looking at now are a little bit above what he's been doing in a lot of cases for the one-year deals, but those are the kind of guys that are going to demand two- and three-year deals minimum. I think the Casario is not going to do that. With their price tag. I don't think he's going to do that. Like, digging into it, and I understand this year is different than the past, but Casario is also a market guy. Mm-hmm. Casario is also a guy who, like, believes in return on investment. He doesn't believe in overspending on players, especially guys that enter the market. Like, I think he's focused on his guys now before they enter the market. I think, you know, that's a reason they extended Laramie Titus on, on good contracts. Like, he didn't get them for cheap, but you weren't negotiating a gun against the other teams in the NFL. You were negotiating Laramie, yeah, I'm one of the best tackles in football, and he should be paid, you know, equal to that, okay, fine, but you're not going to a bidding war with all these other teams around the NFL where it can get really nuts and maybe you go two, three, four million dollars above uh, what he actually got. I think from Nick Casario's point of view, based on just what we've learned from him in the last three years, I think he's going to handle free agency in terms of the terms of the deal the same way that he has. I think it's going to be a bunch of one-year, two-year deals. I don't expect him to sign many, if any, three-year deals. What I think changes is the quality of the player. See, I think the quality of the player goes up, but the moment the quality player says, I want three years, Nick's going to be like, well, I'm off to the next guy. I think the qual- you're right that he's going to look for a higher quality of player, but I think with those quality of players, the minimum's going to be two. I agree with you. Three is going to be kind of that borderline. I think he'll be out on that. But the players and their agents are going to definitely be pushing for that, and they're going to look for the competition to try and get them that – and, and maybe they do have to get that somewhere else. But I think that the days of uh, – I wouldn't say the days of the one-year deal are over. I think that when you, for those positions that you feel and prioritize are more important, and if you do want to co- upgrade those positions, specifically when you're looking at the defensive line and the, and the kind of guys that D'Amico is looking for, I think you're going to have to put an extra year on it and probably bump up the salary on it. Now, that doesn't mean across the board it, you keep the same theory and the same outlook for all those different guys. Different positions – We all know the priority is different, and therefore the value and how you structure it is different. I think when you're looking at those key positions, I think he is going to have to take it up a notch on the years and the money. I think we got part of our answer on this and what we heard uh, Nick Casario say yesterday in in regards to Jonathan Grenard, like his unwillingness to to negotiate based off the franchise tag number, instead opting and even saying so in the, in the soundbite we played, to let the market set the value and then negotiate off that. I think that tells us his answer. He's just not in the business where he's ever going to 
even for a premium position like pass rusher, pay for pay market value when he feels like he has another option. I think he will when it time comes invest in Nico Collins. He'll invest yeah. in CJ Stroud. He'll invest in Will Anderson, but especially guys outside the market that he's not relying on that aren't playing premium positions. You're going to see more Devin Singletary's and Dalton Schultz on one year deals. High turnover. Like even if you go like go to, to 2021 and just the free agents that that he had that year, like you can see the turnover that this organization has had. And I think it's going to be this way. Like he, he signed Tyrod Taylor, uh, Justin Britt, Dante Moncrief, Vernon Hargraves, uh, Chris, Cam Johnson is the only player that's still around. Christian Kirksey on a one-year deal. Mark Ingram. I forgot they had Mark Ingram. Uh, Philip Lindsay, Kevin Pierre-Lewis, Desmond King came back. Andre Roberts, Camus Grugier-Hill, uh, Malik Collins on a one-year deal. And then he signed him the following year to a two-year extension. So I think whenever he goes three years or more, and it looks like three years might be the cap. Like it's going to change with C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson. Um, is whenever he's signing free agent, he's signing players that he already has in house. I don't think he's going to be doing it in free agency. Seven one three seven eight zero ESPN HRP listener line. Let's go out to the HRP listener line. Vera, you're in the hive of the bees. What's up? Hey guys, I appreciate you giving me the chance to talk. Yeah, like you hit the nail on the head. Um, the last couple of years, I would say, leave out 2023 for 21 and 22. We didn't even know these head coaches were going to be around for a long time. So trying to find players that would very well fit with those schemes was always going to be a challenge. Plus, um, I think one of his very first press conferences, he said the Texans cap situation was 40th among 32 teams, right? Which is just saying how bad Bill O'Brien had handled everything within the team. So there there wasn't even a a core or or a philosophy to build a team around knowing what players. Now that the year one of Kimiko has been a very successful year, a very good year, and you have a philosophy of what offense to build around or defense to build around, that would tell to you know tend to think. So if there is a player on the defensive interior line that they want to bring in, that's the kind of position I can see. And it's a deep class for defensive tackles. So I, I can see them maybe giving somebody a three-year deal. Uh, probably not a whole lot more. Um, that's, that's just kind of my thoughts on it. I think I still think that they might bring like Motor back on a two-year deal. I I'm Highly doubtful they'll go for Saquon Barkley. That's just my two cents on it. I'll hang up and listen. Thanks, Thanks guys. for the call, Vera. I think that it, very interesting what he brought up because I think there's going to be, I wasn't going to say a handful, that might be too much, but I think there's going to be two or three players because, because of the position they play and the demand that he that there is going to be for that for those holes to be filled that I think that he's going to change that philosophy a little bit. But I think the other thing that we haven't mentioned yet that's going to be key in all this is the fact that D'Amico's going to be in these decisions now. The, the fact that it isn't just going to be Nick like it was for the last two plus. I think that when D'Amico gets involved, and we mentioned some of the guys that he's had personal experience with that he's going to want to consider. When doing that, bringing D'Amico into the room and getting D'Amico the kind of guys he wants, and if they're at a different level, I think D'Amico's going to push to basically get the deals done, maybe changing Nick's philosophy a little bit, or at least pushing to change it. Yeah, I don't know how much D'Amico is going to have sway in terms of contract. But you get what I'm saying. If it's a player sure, but that if he, he wants, wants. But if he wants player A and it's a three-year deal that the player is saying, I'm not doing it for anything less than a three-year deal, is Casario going to give in? Uh, I don't the know key. the answer to that. Yeah, and you don't know. We think that D'Amico's got the loudest voice in the room, but we don't know. And then I, I would assume at a certain point, it's not just if you're not comparing just player A and player B because D'Amico's got ties to them and the, he might have a certain extra feeling for him. It'll be interesting how those play out.
Yeah. As far as what Vero is talking about, like uh, you, you know what you're building around now. See, I, I think that Casario is going to build through the players that he has in house. He's going to build around Stroud. Uh, he's, you know, he's re-signed Tunsil and Titus because he was building protection for Stroud. Um, and then on the defensive side, I think he's going to build around Anderson, build around Christian Harris, build around Derek Stingley. Maybe you can throw Jalen Petrie into the mix, but I think he's going to use free agents to supplement those guys. I don't think he views any free agents ever, ever, as guys he's going to sign and then build around that player. I think he's always going to look at free agents to supplement the foundation he already has. Partly because a lot of those guys, if you're going to plan on doing that, you're going to, you are going to pay a premium for because they're probably hot on the market. And I, I don't believe he, I just don't think he thinks that way. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. He's going to overspend on some of these free agents and give four-year deals to them. I, I doubt it. We'll see. 713-780-3776. Let's take this another way, though. Uh, he says two-year increments. We call them two-year windows, but we're just morons who talk on, you know, microphones you know we don't know what windows are he doesn't know what windows are what does this two-year window need to look like like if this is year one of the window increment my bad nick and then next year's the second year of the increment what needs to be done in these two years 713-780-3776 killer bees espn 97.5 and espn 92.5 you are listening to my killer bees and some great music presented by rc ranch the official beef jerky of the houston livestock show and rodeo for king and country playing tonight at the rodeo i'm gonna try to get over there give me some fried oreos um laramie tunzel had knee surgery oh great that's fantastic <laughs> uh, ian rapaport 33 minutes ago hashtag texan star that's how you know he's looking for uh followers when you do the hashtag hashtag texan star left left tackle Laramie Tunsil un- recently underwent knee surgery following the season source said cleanup of an issue that arose this season when Tunsil spent some time on the injury report he'll make a swift recovery probably some drainage I would guess uh, he's expected back before camp so I, guys in the trenches point- go through that a lot you know sometimes we don't find out about it till later but I'm not gonna I don't think it's a big deal but it, it just sucks if you're an NFL player how much of those every year you got to go through yeah it, it does feel fairly routine you do wonder why now and not a few weeks ago but this that's an impossible question to answer from our side hmm. vacation maybe what maybe trying, trying to get to out of some Jeremy mandatory, up. I know mandatory otas be, yeah i like laramie i have no problem with laramie like I, people they're on a first name base i'm critical laramie actually did uh, call me he was like hey jeremy laramie one right. time we had but that, that interaction but i'm also saying that because you wouldn't there was a time where you were i couldn't you well, were, I, yeah, I, I wasn't allowed you, were, you got your hands slapped. the suits upstairs didn't allow me to say his name until the end of the season that's a fact um i like laramie like people a lot of times they'll hear like us be critical of something someone does and it's like oh you hate him like i was critical of nick casario talking down to everybody like he didn't know what windows existed even though he says windows all the time uh, that doesn't mean I don't. I dislike Casario. You I just dislike him a scumbag. He, he, he was acting like a scumbag in that moment. He was a scumbag in that moment. I'm a scumbag half the time. My wife says she loves me. Like I don't like. That's the thing. Is like you people that you like or love, they'll do something that you don't agree with or don't like. Doesn't mean you stop liking them. That's that's the thing. It was with Casario. He was acting like a scumbag in that moment. He did because he's like, oh, I don't know what windows are. Yes, you do. You said it all the time. I, I pulled up three quotes in the last three years in which you did it. You acted like a jerk in that moment. That doesn't mean I dislike him. Same thing with Laramie. Do I wish an offensive lineman would go pick up the, his quarterback? Yeah, four other guys did it on the exact same play. I wish he would have done it as well. Does it mean I dislike Laramie? No. 
I think he's a really good tackle. I think he's a top three left tackle in football, and I, I'm happy that he's on the Houston he, Texans. He was just a scumbag in that moment. He, well, Look, I mean, Laramie I mean, was a little lazy in that moment. Laramie because has was done a some things over the years yes. that have rugged me the wrong way. The fact that a hangnail or a thumb injury cost him, you know, way too much time, and when the team was out of it, it just seems like so was he. And then if you believe the reports that he had to be basically bribed or coaxed to get back to practice and trying to play again, those kind of things annoy me for professional athletes that are getting paid a whole ton of money whether they're winning or not, to do their job. That bothers me a lot. Even when they're embracing the suck, maybe it was uh, by design. I, I think it was a little pre-embrace the suck when they were still sucking the suck for for those two years. Careful. Well, yeah, thumb, I'm just saying. The thumb was in what? Was that the Cully year or the Lovey two year? Two years. I'm saying, but but the Cully year would have been where I they couldn't, they couldn't figure out how to do wrong right at that point. I don't think that that was firmly in place the way it was as they kind of got settled into it midway through Cully and then into Lovey when yeah. it was all going crazy. I just didn't care about them winning, so I didn't really care that much about Tunsil missing the, the games then. Uh, and maybe it was a way to like keep him healthy the next year. I don't know. Uh, Keith, let CJ pick. He hit on Dell, and that dude loves the game. Sort of joking, LOL. I think that's overblown a little bit. Like, you'd think that Casario were, wasn't interested in Tank. Didn't you, you said Casario would go to U of H games. He yeah. could see what Tank had to offer. A lot of times, guys think that that's a way for them to kind of get one-ups on a, on a lot of the different teams in the league. Because it's a guy in his backyard. He has a chance to see him more. He doesn't have to travel to see him. And maybe sometimes that's where they can get a little extra intel or see something where they can get a guy. I think Casario saw him plenty. I mean, it's just, it was just an added bonus that CJ and, and, and Tank hit it off and had a relationship. Yeah, I think it was more of that than anything else. And I'm not going to give credit for Casario going to watch a college football game. That's just down the street. Like, that's just No, but job. I'm saying a lot of times, and you see it with the draft in baseball and sometimes too, where when there's guys closer to home that they pay a little bit extra attention to and you wonder how many teams send their scouts and their their people to see the guy as much as you've seen them where that's why you're going to get guys like that or you have you know a little bit more extra intel on them if we're in, if this is year 1 of the 2 year increment 2 year window depending on who you ask what do you need to do in these 2 years so we have one in the in the books already on it or we're starting the 2 right now starting the 2 right now Okay, I think that you have to continue to get deeper and you have to continue to try to to improve at the most important positions. So you've got a couple of most important positions up this year. You know what your head coach is thinking in terms of your run game and stopping the run. But then because of Grenard, because of Stevie Nelson, because of the fact that the tight end is going to be an integral part of any offense with C.J. Stroud, you do have to try and upgrade those positions, whether you pay big bucks or not, or draft a, a player or not. You use all the assets in front of you, but you have to do that. The schedule is going to be tougher. It, it is going to be a, a higher hill to climb this year to get to where you got a year ago. But I think because it's a two-year increment and because of the fact that the expectations and the bar has been raised to a different level, I think that over these two years, you have to see the consistency of winning and even if it's going to be a little tougher this year, and we've talked about it, maybe they're 9-7. and seven, Maybe they're not as successful as they were a year ago. But then over this year and next year, I, I think that you're going to have to see a team that competes for the division title, that's in the playoffs, that's got higher aspirations than just making it and getting in the dance. Brian, what do you think? Yeah, I think every question you ask yourself for this two-year increment is, does it support my most important players? And that really breaks down to me, obviously, C.J. Stroud, but then Will Anderson and Derek Stingley Jr., because I think uh, uh, left tackle would be thrown in this mix too, but those are your most important positions. Quarterback, 
pass rusher, corner, and left tackle. So I think it's locking up Nico Collins. Or if it's not Nico Collins, making sure you have a suitable replacement to come in and so you don't see a drop-off with what you're asking CJ to work with as far as his pass catchers. And also, I mean, I think you need that anyway. I mean, D'Amico said it in the postseason press conference, but you need to lock up some running mate to be with Will Anderson. I don't want Will Anderson to be in a spot where, I mean, and J.J. Watt was big enough to take this, but we saw the the wounds he took on from the years of double and triple teams because they didn't have that other really good pass rusher or that other dominant threat on the defensive line next to him. They hoped it was Clowney. It really wasn't. So I would like to see them eh. lock up some sort of pa- – well, just from a pass rushing standpoint. I, I would gladly take Clowney's production opposite of Will Anderson. Okay, well, uh, let's say it's Clowney. They still, they still no. need to they – when st- he was a Texan. Did he have du- – Double-digit no, sacks never. JJ. No. Do you need that opposite of Will Anderson? Well, I mean, but are you taking a step back from Grenard then? Eh, probably in the pass rush game a bit, but you're Javon Clowney was unbelievable against well, the run. Not to get lost to the point. They just need to find Will Anderson's running mate. They need to make sure that C.J. Anderson or C.J. Stroud has a, you know, Nico Collins or a suitable replacement. Every question, I think, has to be able to make sure you answer, are my – three most important players, Stingley, Will Anderson, and C.J. Stroud, set up to be their best. That's what I think they have to work their roster around. Yeah, I like that. Uh, there's some things that I would uh, I would nitpick a little. And like, I think you also I, throw Titus Howard into that. Like, we, is, we think, we who think he is. He's, yeah, we think he's, he's, he's our right tackle. But if he's not, well, you need to figure that out. And he said as much on his on his Twitter account now, too, that he, in his mind, he's right done bouncing only. around. He yeah. is the right tackle. I, I despise his social media presence uh, go play football man uh sorry you say you shut up and block? i did a little bit yeah he's i did getting a whole lot he of money to. from them he needs to um anyways I, I like i like where your mind's at there i think there's other ways to be able to like get good production like quite frankly at the opposite defensive end spot like if they went best free agent on a one-year deal for the next three to four years and that guy's giving you eight to ten sacks no matter what his name is like that i'm fine with that yeah, exactly. and, I, and i think that's lock possible up his running mate well i don't think it has to be a lockup running well, three years well i know but i'm viewing He's saying this, one year deal yeah, i'm saying a bunch of one-year free agents like if you go that route like let's say this year it's Clowney. uh next year it's some other random defensive okay. end the I year after you were that saying a to three-year me, contract no 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 to me it's more about the production than yeah. the player. So, like, I don't need a guy with a three-year contract. I need a defensive end opposite of him that's going to be really good against the run and is capable of getting you double-digit sacks. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's a different guy each year. Uh, yeah, the I number would, on the jersey may change, right. but the number on the sure. set, the box score says you're doing enough to, to take pressure off of Will Anderson. Now, I agree on the offensive end. Like, C.J. Stroud's your most important piece. He's a quarterback, uh, and he's a really good one. So, offensive line's critical. That's, that's, that's Again, it kind of circles back to left guard. Like, if you're not happy with where Kenyon Green's at, uh, you're going to trust a six-round rookie in Jared Patterson or some, like, guy that you traded for because he was going to get cut by the Steelers and Kendrick Green. That's why, like, left guard is a position that I'm willing to invest in a little bit, whether it's a little bit of the financial money that you have with cap space or if it's in the draft. Uh, some people hate the idea of first round. I don't, but maybe it's a second or third rounder that you can plug and play there. So I'm I'm big fan of that. the The receiver conversation is interesting because I think Nico Collins is probably going to demand like tier one receiver oh, money. Yeah. Do I think he's a tier one receiver that deserves that? Eh, not I, really. I don't. But either. you're in a really tough spot if you don't lock him up. Yeah, and that also depends on timing. Like if he goes through this full next season and repeats what he did last year price tag is probably going to get to a point where you're going to have the conversation of, do we want to pay that amount? But if Casario is able to get something done 
you know, before the season starts, right. coming off that, of only one good season, maybe you get him at a deal that is uh, more team-friendly. But that goes back to what I was saying, too, which is you, now you're at a point where the guys that you lose and that are walking away from you, 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 can't, you can't just replace with lesser thans or s- almost equals. You have to at least try and get the same kind of player in to, to replace them. I think it's going to be easier to go and replace other receivers on the roster, like this year with some of the guys that we've talked about that can replace Noah Brown, that can place Robert Woods, and can give maybe CJ even a, a little half a step to a step up in terms of guys he has to throw to. It gets more difficult when you're talking about a 10-sack guy like Grenard or a guy that at least was better than average in Stevie Nelson for most of the year up opposite of Stingley. The, uh, one of the textures is saying that, uh, Brian, you forgot about Antonio Smith and Whitney Merciless. Who are I like know, Bernard I didn't forget equals. about him. I did not forget about him. <laughs> I, I would also nitpick that I don't think that's why J.J. Watt had injuries, though. No, he was I, getting I, double I'm teamed. just saying it's a contributing factor. If you're, if you're getting beat up by, you know, in, in double teamed and damn near literally triple team, you know, I don't know what per- the percentage was, but I'm sure it was quite high. Are you more likely to get hurt? You're more likely to get hurt. Yeah, I, I don't, don't know. think that's an unreasonable take. I don't know. Is that an unreasonable take? If you're getting single teamed every snap versus double teamed every snap, are you more likely to get hurt? Well, Seven, one, two, maybe, three, maybe I think your numbers are more likely to go down. Right, we're talking about pounders. We're talking about physical. You and maybe you're, maybe you are exhorting more force. So like maybe you, yeah, like you have more to likely harder. to strain something. Maybe you're onto something. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Someone asking about DJ Reader bringing him back. Um, he's free. I'd he's going to be. It. He's going to be thirty, and he's coming off a torn quad. And he also tore a quad previously Ooh. in his career. It had to be cheap. If it's a one-year deal, I'd explore it. It had to be cheap. But I agreed. Yes. Yes. I agree with what you're saying. Um, there's other defensive are tackles we, I like more. Are we on the defensive side of the ball to the point now where just like we used to be Patriot South across the board, that we're going to be more San Francisco South in terms of D'Amico and the guys that he's going to want yes. to bring in? Because I, I think so. we are. Style too. Player, yeah, I think for so. sure. We saw it already with, with Jimmy Ward, but I think you're going to see more of it. Yeah, I mean, if we believe the Aaron Wilson report, which you can't always do. You can do it like 95% of the time, not 100% of the time. Aziz Al-Shahir, somebody mm-hmm. who's on their, their target list. He's Don't they have a free agent D lineman? The uh, San Francisco? Niners. Yeah, I think Chase they, Young. No, they, no, an interior <laughs> defensive lineman that's like 25 years old. I'm not I, sure his name escapes. But I, I immediately I thought, well, D'Amico's going to probably look at him. You know who I want from uh, San Francisco? I'd love Fred Werner, but that ain't happening. Well, I meant like it's like I think it's going to be free this year because I think they're going to have to cut him. Kyle Uschek. He's pretty good. I love that guy. He is a. I he, like a good fullback. He, he, he's, he's better than exception. back. The two never give the fullback the ball. He's the exception. He's the exception. The other guy that I'm intrigued with through the draft, and I have no idea where he's going to be picked, that's Kyle Sinnott guy from Kansas State. It's kind of like a Frank Wycheck hybrid type where he can play tight end, he can play a little bit of fullback. Like, give me a weapon in that spot. That'd be All right, fun. Be Frank. That'd be, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, seven one three seven eight zero. Ending on a down note. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I was going to mention the time that he didn't call our station whenever we were supposed to have him on, but I'm not going to do that. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Time now for bad. Don't have to worry take about him coming. Boulevard. What are the worst takes of the week? I'll tell you next. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. If you have any of your own, it's the Killer Bees on ESPN ninety seven five and ESPN ninety two five. Guys, I keep telling you about my bookie. Now's a great time again to get a my bookie account because of the fact. You, you, they take care of you in so many different ways. You know that you've got college basketball. You've got the conference championships coming up. You've got NBA on a, on a nightly basis, NHL. You've got hockey. You've got golf and so much more, even UFC. And you can bet on it all at mybookie.ag. And 
again, mybookie.ag, yes, you can. there's in-game betting and all different ways you can bet on games as they're going on and getting ready for games, but it's also more than just a sports book. Real-life Vegas experiences from the comfort of your own home. They have live, in-the-flesh dealers standing by. Poker, blackjack, roulette. Even if there's not any games going on and you want to gamble, you can get the casino games because you can go to mybookie.ag. And you can click on bonuses on a variety of different ways when you're on the website. When you click on those bonuses and enter the promo code that I always mention, bet975, you are going to cash in. Because literally, it's going to put more money in your account so you have more money to play with, whether it's on those casino games or when you're betting on other games and, and as you're watching games, making them more interesting with more chances to win. It's absolutely fantastic. Always remember that promo code of bet975 and start playing all those different games today at my bookie.ag use that promo code bet 975 do what i always tell you to do bet anything anytime anywhere with the only place i tell you to do it it's mybookie.ag. time to welcome some new takes right this way to bad take boulevard if only there was something in your head to control the things you say it's the dumbest argument ever with the killer bees can i just say that i'm an idiot for listening to you you're not an idiot for listening to us 713-780-ESPN. What are the uh, the worst takes that you've seen this week? 713-780-3776. My friend uh, Mafood just uh, sent this one to me. Bad Take Boulevard. I hadn't seen this, but apparently C.J. Stroud during the Celebrity All-Star game or whatever, he listed his all-time NBA starting five. On his starting five, Steph Curry, Kobe Bryant, Kevin Durant, Dirk Nowitzki, Shaquille O'Neal. No MJ. No Magic. No, no Ake- MJ. No Akeem. No, yeah, I mean, Shaq and Akeem, like, I would bet if you ask the general population of the United States of America or the general population of yeah, basketball fans, Shaq would, Shaq would win that vote easily. Yeah, they, he would. Shaq, like, he was pure dominant. There was anybody have, close to his big. And he's just more popular. Like, yeah. I mean, these votes are popularity content. He was more popular. And he's still, like, in the focal point. Like, people would vote for Shaq. But how is there no Michael Jordan? Yeah, it's, it's MJ and it's Magic. Magic, I mean, I would take Magic over Steph. Magic's the greatest point guard of all time. He's valuing shooting here. Magic wasn't a great shooter. Uh, I have a problem with Dirk. How are you going Dirk over Tim yeah, Duncan? Dirk doesn't belong. That's, yeah. He's Good valuing call. shooting here other than Shaq. Well, he better value the other end of the floor other than and he Shaq. Went, and he went Durant. He didn't have LeBron either. Like, we kind of overlooking that, too. Oh, he didn't have LeBron he went, in there? He went Durant over LeBron. So he doesn't have Magic. Oh, he doesn't have Jordan. He doesn't have LeBron. If you want to throw a key so, in there, certainly so, we'll so listen to that in Houston. So his answer to MJ or LeBron is Durant. Yeah. <laughs> he went he went Durant over both LeBron and Jordan. And he went Steph over Magic. He went Dirk over Duncan. Like, if you're going to have Durant on this team, pick LeBron over Dirk. Sorry, CJ, but your basketball takes are bad. They're bad. It's, it's, it's a bad, bad take. CJ Stroud, you land on Bad Take Boulevard. No one... Is off limits on bad. My mother's made Bad Take Boulevard. We've had children on Bad Take Boulevard. We had the blind man that listens to us on Bad Take Boulevard. No one is off limits at Bad Take Boulevard. So this, we're not like hating on CJ. I guess we are a little bit, but we still love you, CJ. Uh, Mel Kuyper with his Lego man hair. Uh, he picked a left tackle for the Houston Texans in his latest mock draft. Tyler Guyton says the Texans have Laramie. They need more help to protect CJ Stroud. And again, everybody forgets that Titus Howard exists. What if we're the fools, though? What if the Texans just don't like Titus Howard? That would be scary based we'll on what they paid. The draft. They gave that's right. Casario, the guy who you know gave him the contract. So I'm getting hate for putting CJ Stroud on Bad Take Boulevard. Give me a break. Oh, he's got protectors all he's over now, not yeah. just the offensive line. Yeah, everybody. If you like a guy, you're going to have his back, even though his takes are 
bad. Uh, NFL.com mock drafter had the Texans trading up for a tackle. It's the same vein as Mel Kuyper. Texans again going tackle. These guys have no feel about what the Houston Texans need. Uh, Joe George, formerly of the Killer Bees, said I didn't have talent. You know what we did with him. Uh, anyways, here was a, he's still not going to be immune to Bad Take Boulevard. He was one of the most popular participants in Bad Take Boulevard, and he makes the list again this week. And I'll tell you, the guy who I want like one last chance at, who? Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Oh, I know, I'm a, I'm a oh, sucker. You probably drafted him first overall like Lewis Riddick did. I did not. What a boneheaded fantasy football thing. I Lewis just, Riddick. I, I think the Chiefs, there's still something there. Like I think we saw it in the postseason. Yeah, saw some... his name is Isaiah Pacheco. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's something good about the Chiefs. It's not Clyde. No, but he had some moments where I'm just like, I kind of want to bring him in as like the third running. I, I don't think I don't yeah. think that's even true. The um, Luis Riddick had him winning his the MVP in his, yeah. in his rookie year. Yeah, Luis yeah, Riddick was like yeah. that was the perfect fit for the perfect offense, and he was going to go nuts. And people were mad that he won the Texans. Yeah. Now, now Luis Riddick was one of the guys that did love CJ coming out. Most and, people did, and he loved Mahomes. Yeah, and I, I looked it up just to see if Joe deserves some benefit of the doubt. Like Paul yeah. said, I don't even think that's true that he had some moments in the playoffs. And, uh, yeah, Clyde had about 11 carries for 50 yards total for the four games. It's a pretty good game for him. But the problem is I don't think that was a game. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, uh, I don't hate this idea, by the way. I don't hate this idea. Well, he, the, the bad take is mostly that he was good for them in the playoffs. Yeah. But, yeah, I also – if he's your Ogunbowale. If he's your third or fourth running back, yeah. why not take that would a flyer? Be fine. Yeah, like very low set. Like, obviously, you're not paying him much. You're going to get him very, very cheap. He's your third or fourth running back just to see what he's got left in the tank. Huh. But not as your – he's not on your two – he's not on your two deep. He's not your top He's two. not on your yeah. two deep. Yeah. All right. So, Joe George makes the list. Congratulations, Joe. You make the list. Uh, college basketball AP top 25 voter uh, put 14 and 14 Arizona State in his rankings at number nine. Is that because of a love for Bob Hurley? My guess, and I saw this a little bit with Washington State, Washington, is they vote for the wrong state school. Oh, I saw Arizona is such a good school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, because yeah. I saw Washington get votes. Like I think it was two polls ago, and they have no business being in the top twenty-five. And, and then you look State's at his good. poll, you look at his like vote because you can go look at all of their votes. Okay. Um, he didn't have. Washington State, mm. so he voted for the wrong Washington team. I see that. Who was the? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna look during the break. I'm gonna look at this voter to see if that's what happened. Because okay. that's my that's my hunch is that that's what happened. Um, Goatly on Twitter says that Jordan needs to bat third or fourth, not second. And if you disagree, you don't know ball. This was before Ooh. we learned. That'll fire what, you up a little bit. Well, I don't really care. No, but it's, you have the numbers to back up where, why you don't want him hitting third. Oh, I mean, I think it's a lack of him knowing ball. Mm-hmm. But it's funny in hindsight. It makes it a bad take, and he belongs on the list. Is because, like, two days after he fired off this tweet, what did Joe Espada do? Said, yep. Joe Espada is going to have Jordan Alvarez bat second because that's the most important spot in the lineup. Uh, Kerry McNair needs to be on the list. Oh, okay. Kerry McNair? Yeah, for sure. But you know what? Again, with the Kerry McNair thing, a year ago, Kerry McNair wouldn't have been on anybody's list. He'd be on everybody's list to be the next owner of the Houston Texans. Sure. So now, but yeah, it's today. I'm, glad, I'm glad it's behind us because I was a bit concerned. It's today. Yep. It's not 365 days ago. He's kind of a hated guy now. Actually, he had Arizona at number six. Huh. This was a mistake. Maybe he meant to vote Washington State at nine. I don't know. How, how, how do you mix up Arizona State and Washington State? I don't. And you saying twelve? I don't. And Washington's not. He voted for Washington. I mean, obviously, it was a gaffe. A yeah, huge sure. gaffe. He was from. It's Brett Bloomquist from the El Paso Times. 
That makes a little more sense. Maybe he had a night out in Juarez. Fell in love with a Mexican girl. <laughs> the fires aren't there, are they? Because you might not Juarez. have time to watch the games. I don't know where the fires are. Is there fires they're, they're out there? They're in Texas. I think they're in the Panhandle. Yeah, I believe oh, they yeah, said... they're not in the Panhandle. They're on the Mexican border. No, I'm saying I know where El Paso is. I'm saying I think the fires, if I'm guessing correctly, I think the fires are more closer to the Panhandle, not El Paso. They're pretty bad. Are they? I haven't heard about them. Yeah, it's like, oh my God, it's it's massive. I think they said something like a million acres Yikes. or something like that of wildfires are spreading. It's a big deal. I bet you there's some conspiracy there, why they set it on fire. Uh, what's Dan Dockage on the list? I don't, I'm not a big Dan Dockage guy. Why'd you no, put him on I, the list, I don't think I don't think many people are, but certainly the, he, 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 got a, he got a little bit of flack for a take he put out on Twitter uh, talking about a, a player uh, from, from Indiana. He tweeted out that a, a player by the name of Ware got, got – oh, I'll just read the tweet exactly. My man, Ware, got himself $1,000 – Worth a new tats. How about getting in the effing gym or film room and learn how to play instead of being in a tattoo chair? Effing mentality sucks. And then, of course, that player went out and scored 27 on 11 or 12 shooting. But I just love the idea that his hot take as to why this guy can't reform is because he spent time getting tattoos. Look at every athlete across every sport in America. They all have tattoos, plural. All down their arms and chest. The idea that a, an athlete can't perform because he got tattoos is straight out of the 1950s. He loves stirring it up too. He He's become more and more Skip Baylessy as he got gets older and older. He is he yeah he's something else that guy. He got fired by, from his uh, Indiana Indiana radio station Indianapolis. He had a, radio yeah, he, station. Had a, he had a radio talk show. He was on Radio Row when the Super Bowl was here. Yeah, he got let go by them. Like he got suspended for a long time and then he got let go officially. Something like and this too, I think, but now, worse. I think. He, he really tried. He said something about a woman. Yeah, he crossed the line. I was going to say, yeah, he definitely crossed the line. I got Mad Dog Russo on one, uh, for one as well. Mad Dog? Mad Dog Russo was on first take this week and listed his top five hardest sports to play. Number four, curling. Have you done it? Uh, I have in Wisconsin, yes. Curling's hard. Yeah, but to say that, one, is it borderline a sport? It's a recreational activity. When the rest of the list is hitting a baseball, golfing, they were above tennis, that, and NFL football. Tennis and he put curling at number four. I don't disagree. Oh Curling's hard, man. I, go, I went out and curled once after the Winter Olympics, during the Winter Olympics. Half the people can't stand on the ice. Yeah, but you got... Half the people can't stand on the ice. Well, that's they can't even stand. You need those shoes. A lot of people, they don't usually give them to the beginners. That's what I'm saying. That's why they can't stand on it. But, I mean, yeah. even still, it's more like a recreational sport, like how you practice and you're cleaning off your deck at the in the backyard. I mean... I think curling's hard. With the broom? Well, curling's hard. Like, to get the, uh, what do they call it? The, it's the hammer? It's st- it's the, oh, it's a stone. Stone, yeah. It's the right? stone. The stone. hammer's when the you stone. have last throw. Yeah. yeah. I, I love curling, by the way. That's my favorite Obviously Winter Olympics it's big sport. in Wisconsin. I, I, I love I, it. I became oddly. I think it was the 2014 Winter Olympics. Yeah. But I was yeah, because the United States was it was actually in the running well, it metal. wasn't even just that. I happened to be working a radio shift where I was up very, very early in the morning, and every morning curling was on it. TV. I just became oddly fascinated with it. Really? The Olympics. I love yeah. it once every four years. Uh, exactly. exactly. I, I loved it so much in high school and college that my buddies and I would go to playcurling.com and play for five bucks a game. Dead serious. You, you, you gambled Dead on serious. <laughs> really? Dead serious. Like, to me, Great it's game. like curling. Love it. Yeah, curling, there's a skill to it. Chess so on is ice. bar darts. It's harder than bar darts. Well, it's just because of the ice. That's not only why. Like, getting that thing to stop on the ice is hard. you got to have touch. It's you like gotta, being able to be shoot a basketball. to work that broom. And it's, then... yeah, it's not an easy. It's, it's, I, I agree with Mad Dog. Mm-hmm. Mad Dog's I don't. smart. 
All right, that does it for Bad Take Boulevard. Uh, if we missed any, you can just tweet them at Pac-Man Joel. He'd love to see them. Uh, the Rockets. Shaq the other day was talking about uh, Alpi Shingoon. He made a comparison for Alpi Shingoon. Do you agree? What is your comparison for Alpi Shingoon? And should we be concerned about Alpi Shingoon wanting to leave the Rockets because they stink? 713-780-ESPN. HRP listener line. Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5. Speaking about HRP, uh, Human Resources and Payroll. It's Cougar owned by my colleague, Go Cougs. He used to protect a Heisman Trophy winner, I'll have you know. Now he wants to protect your businesses. Business owners, let HRP help you. Whether it's HR compliance, benefits administration, payroll, onboarding, HRP can help in all of those areas they can help in one of those areas and they can help in anything in between there's no boxes with hrp doesn't matter how small the job how big the job hrp will completely customize a plan for what you and your business needs no menus with hrp you're going to talk sit down you're going to talk to them here's what i want here's what i could use some help with and hrp is going to have your back you have a problem you have an issue hrp will find a way to help they do it in a way that's unique too. technology meets service they have elite technology the best you'll love that but you will fall in love with their service guaranteed fulfillment you'll never talk to a stranger always you'll be talking to someone who knows your business needs we use hrp here at gal uh, anytime i have a question i have many because i'm not very smart uh, always very quick always very easy to understand thankful we have hrp here give them a call at 281-880-6525 let hrp custom a plan for you, 281-880-6525, or check them out at hrp.net. That's hrp.net. Live in the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's the Killer Bees. Now back to Joel and Jeremy. He's Blank. I am Branham. We are the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5. It's time for our giveaway. The legendary comedian and actor Kevin James is coming to Houston for his 2024 tour. Catch all the last Kevin James at the Bayou Music Center this Sunday. Coming up this Sunday, you can get your tickets now at LiveNation.com. The first caller to 713-780-3776 that tells Brian which... Head coach Kevin James played in a movie. You're going to see Kevin James at the Bayou Music Center this Sunday. Got to go this Sunday. Uh, Get your tickets live now at LiveNation.com. Kevin James uh, bringing his 2024 tour to the Bayou Music Center. Uh, 713-780-ESPN. Pessimistic Chad. Come on, Branham. If you're getting your butt kicked by two or three guys, you're going to get hurt worse than fighting one guy. Uh, 7990, Branham, if you get into a fight with number 78 <laughs> and Titus in a dark alley, do you think you'll get beat up worse if you fight just one or both of them? Of course, you're getting double teamed. You have a higher chance of getting hurt. You're clashing bodies with more than one person. This isn't a fight. Like, they're not, like, there's penalties. Like, you can't, like, grab somebody's head and, like, shove it to the turf. Now, sometimes it happens. Uh, you're not supposed to grab them by the face. It's not a fight. Comparing. An offensive lineman double team versus what a defensive lineman tr- is trying to do to a physical fight with fist in, in a dark alley is a terrible comparison. It's apples to orange comparison. Cam Newton got triple teamed. He did all right. He did. This isn't some handicap match. Like, this isn't a fight. I guess don't understand. Uh, 6146, how does Branham feel about Granado calling him out? I didn't catch that. Did you? Oh, it's I have no Rockets. idea. You got to stop. He, he wants you to stop saying em- embrace the suck. Too. Why? He thinks that he doesn't understand the way we've explained it. Because then they told me to come get my boy and that I should 
I should be the one that should. And I said I actually agreed with you. The fact that the more ping pong balls, we talked about this. Oh, he doesn't think I, we should be rooting for the Rockets to tank, right? Yeah. Oh, I didn't. He, I didn't. He wants catch winning. That. He said he's endured too much losing. What, and he what, just what, wants winning. How are they winning this year? Like what? What they're they're going to get into a play on play in the game this year, Granado? The the thing too is the fact that the only way you retain your first round pick is if you end up in the top four. So the more you suck, the more ping pong balls you get. So you have at least a chance to retain it. Otherwise, OKC's getting your pick, and that would suck. Granado's playing checkers and not chess. If Granado really wanted to win, he would want the Rockets to tank this year because they have a better chance to win if they tank this year. Uh, because, like you said, their first-round picks, top four protected. Like I saw some people, too, talk, well, the Rockets should be rooting for Brooklyn to lose. The Rockets should actually be rooting for Houston to jump Brooklyn in the lotto odds because you're already getting the Brooklyn pick. Yep. You're not for sure going to get the Oklahoma the uh, the pick that you have. Yeah, you need In fact, right now odds are you aren't. Yeah, you need to kind of win the lottery and be one of those teams that shake up the draft yeah. order by ending up in the top three. Like right now, they have a twenty percent chance to be in the top four. Brooklyn's pick has a twenty six percent chance. Brooklyn's three games worse than the Rockets. Rockets actually need to pass the Brooklyn Nets because they their pick being twenty six percent would matter more than Brooklyn's pick uh, being twenty six. And we've also talked about the fact. That it in the in specifically in the NBA, you're either really good or you're really bad. But the mediocre teams that win late in the season, but that doesn't the wins don't amount to anything, just limit where your pick is or if it's your own or not. In King, this case, King of Twitch says he thinks it's useless because Oklahoma gets the pick. Well, not if the, it's in the top four. That mean that's very useful. Like you having a top four selection is useful. Having outside of the top four is not useful for you. That's actually useful for Oklahoma City. Uh, 713-780-ESPN. Aggie Matt, no way Blankers can sweep a full run for a stone. Curling is tough. Can you sweep a full run this for a stone? This is the problem with Aggie Matt. He listens with different orifices than his ears sometimes. I said I've tried it. I didn't say that I have mastered it by any way, shape, or form am I good at it. But being in Wisconsin, yeah, I told you during the break. It's kind of like what everybody else's pickleball fa- fascination is. Yeah. Curling is things that people try in the Midwest. It's not something that I'm good at. So can you sweep a full run for a stone? No, probably not. And what not. orifice is he listening with? <laughs> That's what I'm more, most curious about. He is an a Aggie. different format, My Brian. Bad. <laughs> oh, and he threw the Aggie in there. No, I agree with Aggie, man, on this one. 8632 is curling similar to shuffleboard. Yes, but on ice with sticks and brooms and uh, hammers. Uh, <laughs> and rocks. 8486. Granado said no tanking this morning, just win. If you want to win... In the future, it's better to have a top four pick than to give your top four pick against a conference rival. Like, go ahead. Just go ahead and hand Oklahoma City the the seventh pick. That's real good. That's going to help you a lot. That's really going to be useful for the Rockets. This season's not going anywhere. We all know that. The season's going nowhere. Here's the other thing, too, that people forget. The worse your record, the more ping pong balls you get. So that's another reason why you want to continue to lose if you ain't going anywhere. Because you ain't going anywhere, and you're not getting into the play-in game, and especially the way you're playing on the road, but just the way you're playing overall. (laughs) The more ping-pong balls you get is based on the more losses you accumulate during the season. So therefore, if you have any shot of keeping your own pick, that's how you can get more ping-pong balls to have that happen. King of Twitch with a good point. He hadn't drank in days. He's off his game. That's a good point. Uh, Shaq talked about Alpi Shingoon. Here was Shaq's comparison to Alpi, and then had a little bit of a... A mic bomb, or mic uh, after after what he said. Jamal Kennedy reminds me of he reminds me of a young Pablo Soul when he first came in. Guy that was really fundamentally sound, could do things like this, extra possessions right there, takes his time right there, high percentage play, high pass. I really like this guy. I would like to see him on a better team. Like if he was on like a, a, a like a LA or you know like a team that has a, a lot of talent around them, they would definitely do well. Him, him, and him. Hey, you and, made uh, a face. 
Pagasol. Shea Butter and Pagasol. Oh, he's nice. Yeah, a young Pagasol. A young Pagasol. He sounds like Memphis Grizzly. Yeah, yeah, Memphis. Oh. Don't like the comparison. I don't. I like it more to his brother, Mark. Yeah, because huh. because he's bigger. Because he's still a good passer like Mark was, because he likes to shoot the three and face up sometimes, uh, but can also play the low post, whereas Powell was strictly, I mean, Paul would try, Powell defensively was awful on the low post block, but low post offensively, he could run the triangle, he could run some things. I think Mark is a better comparison just in kind of the skill set, offensively and defensively. I I don't think so in size. No, not not size like. I don't think so. Like in terms of the, the width and the physicality. But I think that the the things that I mentioned, Playboy I think that Shengun has a lot of what Mark Gasol do, did very well. I think he's a taller, slightly more skilled Luis Scola. Yeah, I saw I saw Ocho mention it on the text message too, and I didn't want to I didn't want to steal his thunder, but well, it's, I, was, it's, I thought of that no, one but no, he did, and I believe it's just that's a, that's another good comparison because Luis was not very good defensively. Uh-uh. No, no. No, I mean, look, he was very, very skilled in it, playing with those Argentinian teams. Look, offensively, passing, footwork, all of that. But he had he struggled not only defensively, he struggled rebounding a lot of times. Yeah, I think he's uh I think he's a slightly more skilled, taller version of Scola. Doesn't give you much defensively. Uh any cur- any concern about Shingun wanting to leave if the team doesn't start winning more? I think any player has the concern that if he's here for five years and and they aren't winning then he has every right to want to get out. I mean, the window that we talk about, whether it's open, closed, or where it's at, you need to be seeing some steady progress. And right now, yeah, we saw some steady progress early in the year. Right now, it's frustrating watching this team again, and you wonder how long it's going to continue. And if a guy has to endure multiple seasons like that, he's completely right to want to get away from it. Yeah, I'm not concerned about Shingun wanting to leave. Like, I I have other concerns with the Rockets that don't, like – like have Alpi Shingun as part of my thoughts. I'm trying to win basketball games. I'm trying to be decent on the road. The Rockets are good at home. Mm-hmm. They're the worst team in the league tied with Detroit whenever they're on the road. I, that is the furthest thing from my worries, my concern with the Rockets. If Alpi Shingun's going to be a diva and like demand to leave because you're not winning games, Alpi Shingun's not good enough for me to have to worry about that. But if also, he becomes you that want sort a of problem, that, see ya. You want a player that wants to win. You don't want a player that just goes, they're paying me. It doesn't matter. I mean, whether we win or lose, it's cool. No, I mean you want a guy that wants your team to get better and wants to obviously improve with your team. Yeah, I'm out. Uh, I'm out. If he if he becomes a diva, then see ya. And no, there's nothing that Alpi has done that makes you think diva, uh, other than demand replays every single time that he's like somebody like breezed Isn't on. Isn't that him. more whiner than? Diva? He's definitely a whiner. Yeah. He's a huge whiner. Zero three one five Rockets should trade for Aiton, and that would open up Shingun's game oh more. My God, eh, no. Yeah, because now you're looking at Shingun defending the four, and that's the nightmare. And you're looking at Aiton, a max player. Yeah, for what a, he brings to the table. That's a double no. I like what they did with Adams. Like Adams is going to be that defensive-minded center when you need defensive-minded center. Now, he's not going to be on the floor with Shingun. Shingun's never going to play the four for Imei Adoka because most fours now in the NBA play in the perimeter, and you're going to have Alpi Shingun defend the perimeter. And then if he's not, then Steven Adams is. Like it's a, You can't do that defensively. There's no lateral movement on Shingun to think no. that he can stick with a four in this he, league. He's a, he's a five. He can't play the four in the NBA. Offensively, he probably could. We can't defensively. No, Jabari, Jabari has the skill set defensively to stay with perimeter fours. And Jabari has the skill set to be more of a stretch. Yeah. The fours these days are stretch fours. Yeah, I like Jabari's game a lot. Uh, 713-780-ESPN. HRMP listener line, 713-780-3776. If the price is too high on John Grenard for the Texans, should they go the Kansas City Chiefs route and try to tag and trade him?
713-780-3776. Killer Bees, ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5.